This is Hammett. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Five bucks a month, you get ad-free episodes. Uh, hello. Hi. Hi. Where Where do you want to start today? We, we got everything from uh, purity culture to satanic erotica. I don't know. I got Ooh. everything today okay, for you. It's beautiful outside. So let's start with a good story. A good Oh, God. I don't have good stories. Well, I just have all the, <laughs> all the other types. Oh, I should say, we do have a relatively new Discord server for anyone who is interested in that sort of thing. (laughs) Uh, And if that is you, the link is in the show notes if you're interested. I popped on a couple days ago, um, and they made, um, like, reaction, not reaction gifts, but... Like, you can like it with our face now is a thing that they did. So <laughs> our faces are just floating around there, That's which is... That's not creepy at all. No, fine and regular. I approve. I, I pop, I've popped in a few times, and it's been... Everybody's been cool and nice. <laughs> uh, let's start with this story, because I think this one, to me, would generate the most uh, interest. It uh-huh. touches on so many different things. Okay. Um, a few days ago, this woman on TikTok... Uh, who I think just goes by Mia or Gia, one or the other. But like random person who only has two TikToks and they're all of the same incident, just two parts to it. So it's like, all right, I don't know anything about you. I just know you posted this and already there's like a million views on each video. So people saw this and they are intrigued, right? Um, And basically what happened is this woman and her friend are at a beach in Fort Collins, Colorado, um, doing whatever you do at a public beach. It looked like, because you could see their legs in the video, mm-hmm. so they're either getting a tan or whatever. It's laying out. Yeah. And the next thing you see is a guy comes up to them, big guy uh, wearing like uh, whatever top uh, guy wears on a beach, <laughs> and basically starts... <laughs> I have a word picture in my head. You're describing this so well. A uh, man with a It's like a, a sleeveless tee. A tank top? Is it a tank top for guys? Sure. Yeah, it's a tank top for guys. It's not something I wear. So he comes up to them and basically he condemns them for wearing revealing swimsuits at the beach out of nowhere. He's just like, you need to hear from me about this. I'll read you some of what he said. Can you give me an age range on this gentleman? Uh, Let's say 30s Oh, okay. I was imagining like a man in his 60s. No, men in their 60s don't wear... (laughs) No, like, um, I lied. I don't have the exact thing. But his whole transcript of Mm -hmm. what he's saying is basically God doesn't want you to wear this kind of revealing clothing. Oh, he doesn't. Because you are causing the men around here to stumble. This is my wording. This is not his wording, but it is the same gist. Yeah. And he's like, you're causing people to sin. You should think about that, ladies, because I I got a couple kids here. He actually has four kids. Uh, he's like, I got two boys here, uh-huh. and like, we don't want them to see anything. And like, uh, what are you doing to men like me? And each and to their credit, these women just blow him off, uh-uh. and they're like, "You've got to be shitting me!" The like, and they're also pointing out, you could see they're on their phone looking uh-huh. for the right Bible verses to throw back at him <laughs> because there is a Bible verse that says like if your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it gouge out, it out yeah. which they mentioned to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, the guy has tattoos, which is also forbidden in at sure. least one verse. What does the Bible say about tank tops? Uh, it's absolutely, absolutely forbidden. That not. is one of the commandments. Yeah. yeah, he really, it sounds like he gave them a lot of words for, I have a boner and I'm embarrassed about it. Yeah, someone <laughs> on, I don't know if it was TikTok or somewhere else, someone said, dude, your wife caught you staring at them and this is how you respond. Oh, Just admit it. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Why are you looking at them? Nothing. It just makes me so <laughs> mad. I'm so mad about I'm what so they're wearing. I'm so mad. I'm going to go over there and talk to them about it and bring my number just in case (laughs) (laughs) um i think the most offensive part about the exchange because again we now have like a four minute video in two parts where this guy is just basically telling them talking at them yeah talking at them that's the right way to put it is that he said like you need to have you need to value yourself better fuck (laughs) off oh god yeah you don't value you don't value yourselves because you're wearing something revealing which Mm -hmm. is the whole purity culture mentality run amok right there and by the way it's meaningless too since 
you could easily see this guy saying the same damn stuff to a woman wearing a one-piece swimsuit, mm -hmm. which, by the way, he recommended to them. Oh, like, that piece. would be one way to do this. Oh, sure, thank you. Can um, you tell me other kinds of swimsuit options I mean, I have? He, this is the sort of guy, you hear what he's saying, and you're like, you would say this to a, a woman wearing a burqa, too. Like, it's not about that this is too revealing for you. It's that you don't yeah. like women who are confident in their bodies. Yeah, I would really like it if they wore like a nice Edwardian era <laughs> bathing costume. Corset with, with like four layers. Horizontal and, stripes. Uh -huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, who is this guy? The, the tank top he is wearing does not have anything revealing about like my church or uh -huh. anything. It's some random like Adventureland, whatever. Yeah. Adventureland. Um, but it... It, you don't have to scroll far to find the guy's name. How? Uh, it's some internet sleuthing. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's not that hard, I guess. I but think. people identify the guy. I'll say his name because he admitted it <gasps> later on. His name is Logan Dorn. I want to see him. Do you um, have his picture up? Uh, you could come around this way. You could see this guy yelling at the women. What? You, go ahead and describe his demeanor. Oh, okay. All right. So you did a terrible job of describing <laughs> this gentleman. He's wearing a tank top, and he's so a backwards hat wearing yeah. dude. Okay, so... Yes, get back to the mic. Get yeah, back I'm to the back mic. over here. So he kind of looks... Okay, I'm going to paint you a word picture. Looks like a guy who like probably played football in high school and still clings to that. Um, he Tell me his whole life story. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, he uh, <laughs> <laughs> tried to go to college. It didn't work out for him, which is okay. College isn't for everybody. And he's been working an okay job, and he's settled with these three kids. But to, He didn't want to be a walk-on on the team. He didn't make it as exactly. a walk-on. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But no, he's got like a like a dude bro beard. Like he's like a late stage gym hipster. Thank so he's you. got like a backwards hat, a bushy beard. And it's like he bought the sleeveless shirt. He didn't rip the sleeves off of a t-shirt, <laughs> which feels like important, important information. Um, yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. He looks like um, got a the cool vibe. youth pastor. <laughs> I'm sure. But like a cool, cool youth pastor oh, with yeah. an earring probably. <laughs> so I, I reached out to him. I'm like, oh. hey, since this video is going viral, uh, do you want to defend anything you're saying? He did not respond to me. You Why? won't be surprised to say. But he did post some stuff on you Facebook. You mean he doesn't want to talk to a random stranger about uh, something that's I identified that's none of his myself, business? damn it. And also, I'm not a stranger anymore. Now he's the guy on the internet. And I'm a guy who says, hello. Oh, I saw this video with you in it. I know it's you. Yes, but Come I was doing a bit about how he oh. went to... Hey, Daddy. No I one know knows. No one lot. knows who I am. It's all good. But he should have responded anyway. I'll keep talking. Forget Dottie. Um, so he posts something on Facebook the night this goes viral or really starts going viral. Let me read this to you because he basically uh, posted on Facebook a memory from like a year ago. Um, which seemed appropriate. And here's what he wrote a year ago that he's now like re-Facebooking, retweeting, whatever. To my fellow sisters, you what? are not an object. You are God's daughter. Don't give in to culture telling you that in order for you to be loved or accepted, you have to take your clothes off, expose yourself. You are loved for who you are, not your body. And he retweets that, and he says, Your worth is found in the Father's eyes. Your body could never satisfy. There's a deeper oh, no, longing Paul. in your... Okay, I don't need to go on. You get the idea. I don't like... You know who this guy is. I don't like AABBCC poems from, <laughs> from men in their mid-40s who've never written a poem before. So then it gets better for this, for us. Oh. It gets better for us, because he goes on TikTok himself. Oh, and what was he, his name again? He said Logan Dorn. Logan. And the, the caption on TikTok is my side of the story about a video going viral about me. All I did. Wait, wait, wait. Can I the hazard truth will a guess? Set you free. Can I hazard a guess at what he says? Yes. Um, I think he is going to say, so I was there with my family, with my beautiful kids. And I have these, you said he had two sons. I have two sons. And I'm just thinking a lot about how I want to raise them to be men. And then I look and I catch them looking at something and I look over and there are these two scantily clad women. And I saw that my sons were interested in that. And it just made me sad because for, oh God, I don't know, maybe something, something, those women are un, unbeknownst leading my sons off the path. Yeah. His kids, by the way, it's are centered on his like, kids. Six, no, it's not. But his oh. kids are nine and six. Oh. They're not having those feelings all over no, the place, I promise you. No, they are not. Okay, I him. assumed it was like a 12-year-old. Yeah, no. 
Um, let me tell you some of what he said. Feel free uh, to chime in whenever here. You, you know, know, I, I just wanted to get on here and share my side of the story of a video that's going viral about sure. me that's saying I'm harassing women uh-huh. or berating them or, you know, things of that nature. Sure, sure, sure. So whatever. He says he's with his family at this reservoir on a lake. Mm-hmm. He has four kids from a nine-year-old boy down to a two-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he says, there's some college-age wi- Oh, I'm sorry. We co- um, I'm quoting him. We come off the water from paddleboarding, and someone in my family said, hey, we've got to move. There's some college-age women here that are showing too much, and I don't want my son or my daughters to see these things. And so right then and there, I just, I, I had just had a righteous anger come over me. At the women uh-huh. for existing. And also just a boldness by the Holy Spirit to no, no, no. go in to confront these ladies and to speak truth. The boldness you're feeling is a result of living as a white man in America <laughs> for 40 years, sir. Do not confuse that he with has God. righteous anger. Righteous. It's okay if you're angry I'm, if I'm, it's righteous. I'm curious what his wife was wearing. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I don't know if she was in that first video from the women. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes on to say the reason being that he has this righteous anger. Mm. The reason being is because coming from being introduced to pornography at a young age, it it destroyed me. (laughs) It destroyed me. Here's what I was trying to figure out. Like, what the fuck? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say this guy does not really suffer from like porn addiction or like, how did it destroy you? I I will grant that you probably saw it at a young age. That happens. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Uh, two questions for you. What do you think he meant by a young age? What do you think he meant by it destroyed me? A third question. What do you think he meant by pornography? Because I don't oh. think our definitions of any of these things are going to be the same. Oh, well, that's an interesting question. So again, so what don't... he said was coming from being introduced to pornography at a young age, mm-hmm. it destroyed me. And now he doesn't want to see that happen. So just just in the sense of like covering our ass, there is a chance that some weird adult in this guy's life brought a six-year-old him into a room and made him watch porn with him. Sure. Maybe he I, was maybe. actually sexual abuse. Maybe. However... <laughs> What I am more likely to guess is that, like, I don't know, he saw a weird clip of that Madonna and Billy Baldwin movie <laughs> when they have sex on the train. I think uh-huh. it's the two of them. Mike can, can hear me. He'll yell down the answer. <laughs> so he probably saw, like, PG-13 rated, right. like, lovemaking yeah, of mean, sorts in a movie. Yeah, I mean, don't get twisted. The 80s were pretty grody for, like, full-on, like, weird sex shit in... in <laughs> And their erotic thrillers that they loved so much in the, in the 90s, but in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, no, I, I bet he watched something like that and then Even, mas- and then got caught masturbating by his mom, uh-huh. had to go talk to his priest about uh-huh, it, and uh-huh. was deeply ashamed and embarrassed, which is the result of when you shame and embarrass a kid for natural sexual urges. The fact that he sees two women in swimsuits at the beach and he's like, oh no, my childhood trauma mm-hmm. of reading like a Cosmo. Right. Um, right, right. And seeing a sex quiz <laughs> when I was Cosmo. 12. Um, <laughs> that's what he counts as, this is pornographic what you're wearing. They're wearing a swimsuit. Yeah. It's it's fine. Um, and it's funny, I, and obviously I don't These know. are the same type of purity culture people though who think you need to wait to kiss your loved one on, on your wedding day. Um, so I think this, this story is dumb and stupid and funny and like ultimately <laughs> at least nobody was like super hurt oh no we're gonna keep going oh there's bit. more oh there's more oh okay but can i say like from this from where my vantage point in this particular story all i am hearing is men see women as inherently sexual objects and not as human beings in their own right who might want to wear a bathing suit because it's cute and trendy and they want to go swimming, and that's how bathing suits look. And Definitely what 90% of the comments were like. Yep. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, as a woman, I'm allowed to exist in the world with somebody accusing me of, like, like magnetically pulling them from their righteous paths. Like, it's so... (laughs) 
like it's so immature it's so immature like oh i look at you and i get a funny feeling in my swimsuit area (laughs) so the problem is with you the problem is with you yeah that's all it is it's always with them obviously everyone's commenting like dude if you can't handle two women in bikinis at the beach yeah just move. It's a public beach and yeah. they're not doing anything wrong. Yeah, they're not at They your weren't home. breaking any laws. They weren't doing anything that any one of mm-hmm. you wouldn't expect to see at a beach. Right. Um, he goes on in that same video. This is like the night this goes viral, mind you. How did I miss this um, one? Oh, it's so fun. Just to clear <laughs> every... a hell of a thing. You miss entire story trends. <laughs> you gotta be on the Twitter. Yeah. Just to clear yeah. everything up, I am not gonna apologize. Oh, no, sir. Did you No, you did not need to clear that up. That is abundantly (laughs) Fully assumed that one, yeah. (laughs) I am going to continue to stand on the word of God. Our society is on such a downcline of morality. Downcline, exactly. Downcline of morality. You hate to see a downcline of morality. Pornography and lust is at an all-time high. Can the title of this episode just be the downcline of morality? Because... Actually, no, that's going to be my band name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Keep make it, it, make keep it the title. T- make it the title. Downcline. The downcline of morality. Uh-huh. Pornography and lust is at an all-time high. People, you know, don't even know their gender anymore. People don't yeah. even know, you know, like, they can go from, if they're born a male, they can be a female. If they're born a female, they can be a male. I don't know where the transphobic stuff came from. Oh, he just decided to throw to it in there. Sp- well, no, no, no. It's because just for the hell of it. The, the, the conservatives have two jokes, and they're both about trans people. One is <laughs> I identify as X. Blank. Usually it's an attack helicopter. Um, the favorite of that brand right now is what if I identify as vaccinated? Because, oh, yeah, ooh, yeah. they love that. Ooh, they think they're so clever. Turn it around. And the other is... Stop stealing Ben Shapiro's material. <laughs> exactly. And the other uh, the other one is um, boomers doing their favorite hobby, which is temporarily forgetting that they, Dottie just fully fell up the stairs. She's an idiot. <laughs> Where they temporarily forget that boomers did not actually fight in World War II. And so they're like, <laughs> when I was a kid, this is what an 18-year-old looked like. And it's like a soldier from World War II. <laughs> and like these days, kids don't even know their gender, which is like, yeah, in the good old days, we sent off 17-year-old boys to war. Good job, world. That's much better <laughs> than letting somebody the explore and... their personal style <laughs> or personal gender. Um, like it's... Just to summarize everything wrong with his video Great. as quickly as I can. He doesn't apologize. Obviously. He doesn't acknowledge the hypocrisy of sinning with his eyes. He doesn't acknowledge the hypocrisy of having tattoos. He doesn't acknowledge that it's really freaking creepy for a random dude to lecture two women on a public beach Mm -hmm, mm because he doesn't like what they're wearing. Mm -hmm. He doesn't explain why his family didn't just walk away from Mm -hmm. a public beach if they didn't like what certain people were wearing. Mm -hmm. He doesn't tell people that the women weren't breaking any rules. They Mm -hmm. were just minding their own damn business. Mm -hmm. He doesn't acknowledge that they were not necessarily seeking attention. They could have just been there getting a tan, having a good time with their friends. And like, even if they were seeking attention, you like, do not have whatever. to give that to them. Yeah. He doesn't acknowledge that these women are anything more than their bodies. Like he assumes they only get self-worth from going to a beach wearing like a two-piece swimsuit. And that's the only thing they have going for them. Yep. He has no idea what anything about them. He doesn't acknowledge that his own kids are safer probably like being at a beach surrounded by other people than at home with this guy giving them information or at their church with the pastor uh he doesn't acknowledge that women in two-piece swimsuits no matter how revealing you think they are is not pornography Mm -hmm. uh doesn't consider that these women are christian themselves i don't Mm. think they are but that's not even a possibility in his mind um and he assumes he, that they know nothing about the Bible because he's preaching it at them mm-hmm. when clearly they do know some relevant verses. And then he just tosses in the anti-trans stuff because he's Christian and he, he wants you to. to know it. Um, and righteous anger is not a... Def- I don't care. If you're angry in public, you probably have issues. Yeah. Saying it's a righteous anger or it comes from a place of Jesus or yeah. whatever, um, that doesn't make it better. You're a dude with an anger problem in public who's using Christianity to justify your bad behavior. Yeah, maybe the righteous anger would get him knocked down from, like, 
murder one to murder two <laughs> if he killed somebody over uh-huh. it. But it's definitely not going to be like, oh, you're righteously angry. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you that's know, fine. Sir. How, uh, sometimes people will be like, well, if I made everyone angry at me, it must be because I'm doing something right. Oh my and God. They, those people never acknowledge that it could just be because everyone knows you're wrong. Oh, I mean, that's like the centrist thing of like, if both <laughs> oh, sides yeah, are yeah. mad at that's, me. That mm. is exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew Yang, I'm forming a third party. Like, it's not because both parties are bad. It's because you're just egocentric and you want to see Republicans win. Honestly. Um, You and Tulsi Gabbard and whoever and what? Bloomberg. Yeah. Honestly, that oh. the push alert I got when Yang dropped out of the um, the New York mayoral race, yeah. was, I was in a grocery store and like laughed, like loud, <laughs> like loudly laughed. <laughs> After trying to convince Democrats he's their guy and right. then failing to do that because he doesn't know any of the things he's talking about, no. much less have progressive views on anything. He's like, I've solved the problem. I'm just going to form my own party, which is good because you're probably talking about like the 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 Repub- the Peter Bogosian types, <laughs> who are the anti woke people who like yeah. Yang. It's like good, yeah. take them. Yeah. We're fine. Um, by <laughs> the way, I didn't get to the end of this story. Um, Logan Dorn, our uh-huh. friend here, worked for a construction site. He's not a youth pastor, as far as I know. He works a regular secular type of job, Mighty Hand Construction, Uh-oh. and that company released a message yesterday saying, I'm going to read you their lovely Facebook post. Uh, Today, information was brought to our attention that one of our employees, Logan Dorn, was accused of harassing a group of individuals over the weekend in northern Colorado. We began an investigation this morning, which has resulted in the immediate termination of (gasps) Mr. Dorn. Mighty Hand Construction does not condone Logan's behavior in the videos, nor do his actions reflect our values as a company. Mighty Hand strives to be a place of business where all are treated with utmost respect and acceptance, and actions by our employees would go against those values will not be tolerated boy Woo-hoo. oh boy that's a lot yeah. i don't know how i feel about that that i don't know what do you th- i mean it, it it's very play super games win super prizes but also like <laughs> i don't know if that was a terminable well i, I don't know i don't know i you know what? If the company says you've made us look bad and yeah. everyone's connecting your behavior with us. Sure. And I don't know if Colorado's one of those like states where you could just get rid of someone for no reason sure. and whatever. Don't be mad. That's how the game works. And, he, and for what it's worth, uh, if you look at Logan Doran's social media after the fact, he doesn't seem to be complaining about this. He's, oh, he seems to be very much a, yep, I am a Christian martyr. I did what's well, right. Give me your speaking engagements, yeah, churches. They did nudge him into martyrdom territory, yeah. which is, yeah, yes, you're exactly right. He's going to do the Northern Colorado Christian circuit. <laughs> which is a very lucrative circuit. It's yeah. Okay. I mean, very, very, very rich people live in Northern Colorado, if I remember correct. Colorado Springs, full of churches. You're, he's in good. Yeah. Place. Uh, let's talk about this uh, Spanish bishop, because this is amazing. Um, a few weeks ago, a bishop in Spain, I'm going to screw up his name, but it's Xavier Novel Goma. He said he was resigning from the Catholic Church. Okay. And about 11 years ago, when he was made a bishop, it was a big deal because he was only 41, oh. which is super young yeah. uh, for a Catholic bishop. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, that's a high-ranking position. He was the youngest bishop in Spain at the time. A lot of attention on this guy, because you're the future of the church, right? Um, He's 52 today. He's still one of the youngest bishops in Spain. Um, And also, he's been very outspoken for Catalan independence, Mm -hmm. which is a controversial... Is it? Is it? Is it? Oh, maybe I'm I could not. Be wrong. Don't take my word on that. No, don't also, quote me. Why did do I co- not take this out of why context. Would I not you. you. I'm talking to the listeners. No, I know, but why would I correct you? As if I know fucking anything. <laughs> I could have let you take that heat. That's a, yeah. T- let me take the heat on that. So he's been uh, politically outspoken in issues that are of importance in Spain. So he's controversial. Catalonian? No, not Scott, even. Shut close. up, Jessica. Um. So he resigned this week, and it's a couple weeks ago, and it's uh-huh. like, oh wow, one of the youngest bishops in Spain is resigning. And which, we're expecting him what to does be a that say in Catholicism <laughs> what, for years? Yeah, and what does that say about the church if it can't even keep its most devout people in the fold? Like, uh-huh. was it an issue with the church? Was it something else? And like, 
they didn't say. And they didn't say if he was pushed out because okay. of his political activism. Was it a scandal? Was it a lawsuit? No one really knew. Uh-huh. Um, when the Vatican, like, because they have to approve it when you're a bishop, when the Vatican made the announcement that he was resigning, they just said he was le- resigning, quote, for strictly personal reasons, which could be anything. Right. So now we know the reason. <gasps> we do? Yeah. And the reason, I'm going to quote from a publication. Sorry, I forgot which publication this is. Oh, I'm sorry. Sources quoted by the Catholic publication Religion Digital. I don't know if that's reliable this week, but this has been confirmed by other people. Confirmed rumors that Bishop Novell had embarked on a relationship with Sylvia Caballol. I was really hoping it would be a man. It's a woman, uh, a psychologist, and a writer of erotic novels. Leading him to set aside his vow of celibacy. Oh my god! (laughs) He wants to have sex. That's the answer. He met a woman with a romance novel. He met a woman. This is my dream. I the the comments that are saying, "Tell me the Lifetime movie. I want to watch it." Oh my god! No, not a Lifetime movie. We need an erotic novel about this. Lifetime movie is gonna like they're gonna kiss and it's gonna fade to darkness. Um. Let me add, he said he had fallen in love and wanted to do the right thing, according to reports, in reference to the relationship with the 38-year-old author of The Hell of Gabriel's Lust and the erotic trilogy Amnesia. Uh, By the way, Satan plays a role in many of her novels. So she's an erotic, satanic thriller novelist. My little romance, uh, my love of romance novels is just... Like I feel so warm and fuzzy right now. I'm so. Can you just can you just read the name of the first book that she wrote? The Hell of Gabriel's Lust. <laughs> I'm reading it immediately after I finish. <laughs> oh, you're not gonna like you're not gonna, novel that you, I'm reading. You won't like the ending of the story, but so. Oh no. I mean, good on him for saying I met a woman, I fell in love. My options are being a hypocrite and carrying on this relationship because the church says priests, bishops, hierarchy people, mm-hmm. you got to be single, no sex, mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. That's part of the rules. And he said, but I met the satanic. I don't know if he read her book and then fell in love or vice versa. Oh, but boy. he met her. He's like, I fell in love. I want to have a family with her. I want to do the has sex. And now I'm leaving. That's the right move if you're that guy. Um, by the way, remember on Fox News years ago, there was like one of their priests Uh, Jonathan Morris, he showed up all the time wearing his priestly garb and the collar, Mm -hmm. and he was their conservative voice on all things Uh religious-oriented. He did the same thing. He said, I'm not going to be a priest anymore because I met someone, I fell in love, want to have sex, want to start a family, and he did. And then for like a little while, they still brought him on to do some segments where he wore a suit and tie, and Uh it just, no, that's not your costume. Put it back on. (laughs) He should have like tried to get into a little more organic, like start with a bow tie. (laughs) A white bow tie, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And just try to, maybe nobody will notice. (laughs) But like, good on them, because there are priests, there are articles about this, priests who definitely have relationships on the side, who have families on the side who have kids who are like who's daddy and they're like you cannot know who your daddy is anyway here's uncle father (laughs) yeah joseph yeah um so like good he's not a hypocrite there good on him and that's why of course it would have been a story alone if a young priest decided you know what the celibacy rule is stupid i if you're making me choose Mm -hmm. i'm choosing her good that's a good story and the fact that she's a satanic thriller Beautiful. erotica novelist Beautiful. Yes. Chef's, chef's kiss right Gorgeous. there um i will say some have written it better myself church colleagues told spanish media they believed the bishop had been possessed by demons of course with one saying this was quote not a problem of celibacy but rather of infestation <laughs> <laughs> like how broken That's one of the guys that has a family on the side he's right. like being celibate is super easy anyway here's this kid who kind of looks like me i don't know why <laughs> Um, imagine how broken your brain has to be for a priest to say, like, I've fallen in love, and you're like, Satan. Oh, my God. Um, someone told a reporter that Pope Francis had recommended an exorcism for this guy. I don't quite believe that. One, because it's an anonymous source. Yeah. But two, that seems out of character for this particular pope. Um, yeah, and I don't think exorcisms go up to the pope. Oh, well, if it's within... Eh. 
the ranks. I don't know. Maybe. Here's where here's where I think I'm going to lose you. Oh, uh, before everyone starts treating this guy as a hero in a oh. romantic love interest or whatever, well, this is a guy who conducted exorcisms for many years. Which, eh, whatever. He's a Catholic priest. Char- he also promoted gay conversion torture for a long time. Cool. Like he's not the hero. Listen, Hammett. If somebody is a Catholic priest, I assume he is an amoralistic asshole, but this is still a very good story, and can you, like, let me have one nice you thing can, for fucking once, Hemet? You can have that for a little bit. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's a thing that's happening. Here's my question that I would like to know the answer to, and I don't know the answer to yet. Yeah. Like, obviously, he's walking away from the celibacy and the singleness. He's just saying no to the Catholic priesthood. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be a bishop anymore. He's resigning. Fine. What I don't know is, is this guy still going to be a Catholic? Is he still going to cling to everything else that the church hierarchy believes Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to sex and gender and all that stuff? I don't know the answer to that. I'm kind of curious how far he strays from that. My thought would be that if he respected the Catholic church enough to say, I want to have a relationship with this person, so I'm leaving the church, as opposed to like, fuck the church, I'm just going to have mine on the side and like keep doing the thing. To me, that what he did speaks to more respect of the church than somebody who just gets him on the side. Does that make sense? Mm. So to me, that means that signals that he'll likely like remain a member of the church. Hey, Mikey, what was that sexy movie with Billy Baldwin <laughs> when they have sex on the train? Don't ever say sexy movie with Billy Baldwin. Yeah, wasn't Billy Baldwin a sexy erotic thriller in like 1990? We're getting... You can keep going. I will keep going while you figure this out. Sliver of Sharon Stone, that's what I was thinking of. That sounds horrible. Tom Cruise and Rebecca Morning, Rescue Business. No, not that kind of train. He was thinking Rescue Business. We're going to this story. There is a lawmaker in uh, Kansas. His name is Michael Capps. Uh, He was elected in 2018. He was a Republican in the Kansas State House. And, like, when you're a Republican legislator from Kansas, there are certain things you just do like you got to sponsor the anti-trans bill. You sure, got to sure, sponsor sure. anti-abortion bills and this guy did. <laughs> it's like how Miss America has to go around like, "Okay, you're going to have to open this grocery store. You're right. going to have to do that." Like it's the same thing with Republican House members in Kansas, you got to pass or you got to at least sponsor really bad legislation. Right. Um this guy sponsored a bill last year to put in God we trust in every uh government building including public schools. Um, and he defended it, by the way, because you have to offer written testimony as to, like, why do you want this bill? Uh-huh. At the very end of this long letter saying, it's just the motto, you guys. It's not religious. He says, uh, he cites former President John Adams, statesmen may plan and speculate for liberty, but it is religion and morality alone which can establish the principles upon which freedom can securely stand. So religion and morality have to go together. Mm-hmm. You need it for democracy, whatever. And thank you for clarifying that it's former President John Adams. Sorry, not current, current, not current President, president John. Corpse John Adams. Um, so that bill... Uh, oh, you mean the second president of the United States, <laughs> that former president? Have well we done, moved on well since done. then? Um, that bill died in committee, but the point is he sponsored this bill. He thought it was a good idea. Sure. And his whole if you watch one of his campaign ads from 2020, where he's running for re-election, he actually lost re-election to another Republican um, but the point is, like, oh, he, he got primaried. Uh, I think he got primaried, or at least just lost to another Republican, if oh, not okay. primaried. But his campaign ad opened with the lines, "We've brought back God into." I'm sorry, "We've brought God back into our schools." Which one you didn't? But two, like, that's how he's opening his campaign announcement. So, like, the point is. Very conservative Christian mm-hmm. wants you to know, like, my resume shows I'm a good conservative Christian. So why is this fellow who is no longer in the legislature because he got defeated? Why is he in the news this week? Because this week, a mm-hmm. federal grand jury charged him oh. with covid relief fraud <laughs> and money laundering. Um, Let me read from the article. An indictment filed by the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Kansas says Caps built federal, state, and local agencies for more than $450,000 in COVID-19 business recovery funds. Basically saying, I got all these employees and we're all, we can't work because of COVID. Hey, government, give me money because they were doing that. Uh Um, And they gave it to him because that's what they were doing at the time. But then they go back and check and they're like, you don't have employees that many. Wait a second. They said uh, Caps inflated his payroll and applied for loans 
loans to play to pay employees who don't exist, mm. according to the indictment. The federal indictment says Caps laundered hundreds of thousands of dollars in COVID relief funding through his businesses and charity between May and August of 2020. Um why did he do it? I don't know. He thought he could get away with it, whatever. But maybe it's because he didn't see In God We Trust on all the walls because yeah, his bill didn't be. pass. Who knows? I wonder how his views on felons voting after they get out of jail <laughs> is going to change yeah. in the next year. Uh, he now could spend decades in jail. Yeah. He could pay millions of dollars in fines if he is convicted. He's mm-hmm. only been charged. Yeah. But if he gets convicted of this... But uh, I was reading the Wichita Eagle wrote about this guy because when you're a lawmaker, uh, you have you have a history. And right. I want to read some of like this guy's history, because like I thought, ha look at this Christian hypocrite. This is the first awful thing he's done. And what a hypocrite. <laughs> no, it's so not. Of course. Um, the one term Republican lawmaker served as District 85 state representative, blah, blah, blah. He was defeated in the Republican primary amid allegations. This is talking about caps. That he had offered a black lawmaker campaign cash in exchange for a photo op. (laughs) He donated money to Planned Parenthood in his Republican opponent's name. (laughs) That same election. Thinking, that's how I'm going to screw over this other Republican. I'm going to send a check to Planned Parenthood, put his name on it. That was like a full-on Maleficent laugh. That, (laughs) just the layers of it coming, like, washing over me. He donated to Planned Parenthood. Yeah. In his Republican opponent's yeah, name. Yeah, thinking he could then pin it on, look, this guy's not anti-abortion. When This is what we call a no-lose situation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Republicans everywhere, please start a fundraiser in your opponent's so honor. Oh, sorry, Daddy. It's great. That same election cycle, this is from the article, the Kansas Department for Child and Children and Families found that he emotionally abused boys as a court-appointed volunteer. No. Oh, will he do, will he do, will he do? I don't know what he did. I didn't read that far. But the findings were then reversed on a technicality. So, like, they didn't couldn't hold it against Uh, him. Technically correct. Uh The best kind of correct. Um, So, basically, there was also allegations he didn't actually live in the district. There was a dark money scheme. He made a video in which, basically, he was bragging about how he falsely accused a Democratic lawmaker of sexual harassment thinking, ha-ha, I will get my Democratic opponent this way. Jesus Like, he's just bad at life. Honestly, though, can I do a soft pitch for a a Breaking Bad-like show? (laughs) Okay, it's like Breaking Bad meets House of Cards minus Kevin Spacey. Yeah. But, like, it takes place in this guy's district, and it's just, like, a small town where it's... It's not Wichita. It's, like, outside Wichita, right? Uh, I don't know District 85. You don't? Off the top of your head? That's so weird. But just... You know what I mean? Like, just focus on the politics of, like, a small Kansas town life. I bet that's already a show somewhere. But anyway, I think... And somewhere in there is a Spanish priest. You got to work in all the concepts here. Yeah, I'll be... You, uh, do you still have your contact with your publisher from when you you wrote a book in 2006 or whatever not at all (laughs) uh by the way uh we mentioned a couple weeks ago that american atheists recently hired a guy named brett parker to be their uh state policy manager Mm. and parker was a kansas state lawmaker so uh spoke with him and i'm like do you know this guy what do you have to say about him because you worked with him at least for a little bit yeah and parker uh here's the quotation he sent me Statement he sent me. Having served in the state house with former rep, uh, representative Caps and people like him, it's no surprise when the Christian nationalists who most vocally insist on their own moral superiority are in reality the most ethically bankrupt. Yay! Yeah. Yay! I love it. <laughs> it's I, so fun to hear about people failing when they deserve it. Right. I'm gonna jump to an ad really quick because I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors. Uh, not too long ago, I was trying to get a present for my parents, who are very hard to please. So I got a picture of my kids. I uploaded it at a site called paintyourlife.com. And they basically said they would turn it into a professional hand-painted image of pretty much any size. So I got to pick the artist I or have them pick one for me. I had multiple opportunities to see drafts of the final painting and make suggestions for modifications. And I got the final product a couple of weeks later. And the look on my mom's face when she saw that painting 
was awesome. Like, she absolutely loved it. It was a perfect gift. It was personal. It was different than anything else I could have gotten her. And, you know, they'll take the site will take any picture you have. And the quality that you get in return was fantastic. And you could get your portrait in as little as two weeks. At painterlife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now, for a limited time offer, you can get 20% off your painting. So that's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get that special offer, text the word FRIENDLY to 64000. That's friendly to 64,000. Text friendly to 64,000. That's paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Terms apply. Available at paintyourlife.com slash terms. Again, text friendly to 64,000. And we appreciate them sponsoring this podcast. Let me jump to a story that I... Uh, it, you know how emotional I am. Oh, my God. It's like, oh, it's really stressful, actually, because... <laughs> Ahead, I have go. no emotions. No, and then I saw this video and I'm like... It's pathological, frankly. I almost had emotions. Shut up. Yeah, because this made me sad. Um, here's the story here. Uh, there's a new station in Oklahoma, KFOR. They run a segment regularly called A Place to Call Home. It's this cute segment. It's a nice segment where they feature kids in the foster system. Oh, and they're no. like, look at these awesome kids. They're fantastic. Someone can have them like please take them in they're wonderful kids look at what they're doing Mm -hmm. and if you want to adopt a child if you want to take them in Mm -hmm. here's what you can do to make that happen Mm -hmm. i I mean i've seen it on like late night shows where they do it with pets that sort of thing too right like maybe you're not familiar with the system but look at this awesome kid how do you not want them so of course, these are emotional segments to begin with, because mm-hmm. like they don't go into the kids' backstories. Mm-hmm. They just go into, look at this kid now. Yeah. Look at how amazing they are. So one recent segment featured a 16-year-old named Dax, and they mm-hmm. said Dax loves chickens, and so they were on a farm, and Aww. you see Dax taking care of the different chickens. Uh, Dax said, uh, they u- uses the words they, them pronouns, so they love school, they're talking about their interests and stuff, and... Like, my first thought is, oh, how could a family not want to take in Dax, right? And then, here's where it takes a weird little twist. Uh-oh. It turns out Dax was taken in by a foster family seven years ago. Uh-oh. And I don't know what happened. They don't go into details here. But so, there, Dax had a family for seven years there and now is in need of a foster family. So what is going on? And here's from the video on KFOR's uh, website. Uh, Dax says they were adopted at one point and lived with the family for seven years. And now I'm quoting Dax. It was nice, but then they like, they started not loving me anymore for who I was, being LGBTQ. Dax. And the article goes on to say, Dax has dreams of finding the perfect family. Probably a same-sex couple or someone who is very understanding of my situation. Dax. Oh my God! Come live with me, Dax. Right? Where's um, Dax? Um, this is in Oklahoma. That's like so far away. I again, I don't know the details. You could tell why I'm watching this, and I'm like, you've oh. got to be. Come on, who's doing this to this child? Monsters Someone are. adopted Dax when Dax was nine, cared for them for like seven years, and then did this, Jeez. and that makes me mad. And we don't learn anything about the family. Mm, We don't learn the past. We don't know if religion played a role in this, uh, though I'm going to guess. And they're in Oklahoma. They're in Oklahoma. Roll the dice. Um, I will say this. If you, I went on Facebook because I'm trying to check out the news site where they talked about this segment. And here's a comment that made me optimistic. One lady chimed in, uh, commented to say, we are an LGBTQ plus supportive DHS approved uh, foster adoptive home. Aww. We are open for teen placement. We have chickens in all caps. I would like info if anyone has any. I called the number and left a message. Someone put me in contact with the kids worker. The news station replies, please contact the reporter uh-huh. for more information on the child's caseworker. And the response is sent PM, sent a message, uh-huh. right? So I reached out to that woman. I'm like, is this happening? Like, can you tell me anything else? And she did respond to me and she did say like, 
I am meeting with the people who I need to talk to. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a long process. It's not a done deal. They need to meet Dax, and Dax needs to be comfortable with them, too. So it's the beginning of the story here. But the fact is, they aired that segment. A woman did reach out to them and say, we would gladly take in this person. Right. Like, let's start making it happen. And the ball is rolling. So awesome. <sighs> but great. also, oh, I want to find out details. Oh, what the hell so did this family bad. do? Oh, bad. But I, I did like that there was a happy ending, kind of, maybe. I mean, of. I do have a couple pitchforks in my garage. So if That's we need good. to march down to Oklahoma, oh, my God. It's such a long walk. Uh, let me jump to this story. There was a uh, Catholic preschool teacher. A parent went to the school and beat the shit out of her. And your reaction right now, which is shock, uh, was my reaction too. like, oh, Jesus, like, what the hell is wrong with this parent? Uh-huh. Right. And so here's what we know. This and she was the woman who did the assaulting was arrested. So we know uh, she's 28. Her name is Casey Marie Brooks. And she basically visited her son's 61 year old preschool teacher. Uh, this is in jo- Grovetown, Georgia, St. Teresa of Avila uh, Catholic Church. They wanted to dis- they were supposed to discuss some incident that happened in the classroom the previous day. So they were having a scheduled meeting. OK. And there are cameras in the classroom, as many schools have. And on the camera footage, which we have access to now, you can see like the uh, it's not a nun. It's just a 61 year old woman at the school walking into a classroom. And then this younger woman just like runs behind her and starts wailing on her. It's like, oh, my God. And you see other people at the school come in. One's like calling 911 or something. Another's trying to rip off the woman, like get off of her. It's not a pretty scene. Um, We know this is from the sheriff's report. Then Casey jumped back on her and again started hitting her with her fist as the victim was lying on the floor. Casey also bit the victim's left thumb slash palm, leaving visible marks. Um, The witness pulled the parent off the teacher and the teacher retreated to a class bathroom and locked the door. Uh, Brooks left the building saying she would, quote, wait for her mugshot, a report says. Like she knew she was going to get in trouble. Uh And so she's like, yeah, fine. Bring the cops on. Take my picture. Whatever. Mm Um, And the 61-year-old was taken to a hospital. Her face was swollen. The bite marks were visible. Um, Brooks was charged with battery. Okay, Okay. so that's the part I saw first. And I'm like, Jesus, what the hell is wrong with certain people? Uh What are they doing? Um, But... I know okay. You know this is coming. I want to be clear. The I'm question not is, pro what? beating up 61-year-old women, but I'm pro a really juicy story. Yeah, sure. So here's the story, because uh, according to, I guess, some local website that definitely posts about law enforcement stories, uh, uh-huh. she must have reached them, and she's like, I know you're going to write about this, so let me tell you my side of the story anyway. Oh, my goodness. Um, and it's the same version that she has now posted on a GoFundMe page for her legal bills because she has them, oh, yeah? believe it or not. Here's what she says. Uh, basically, the day before, she was watching... Oh, I guess a month ago or so, her son came home with, like, a leg injury. And, like, listen, I have kids in, in school and daycare. Like, they get hurt. It, it happens. Tick. Um, But her son suffered a leg injury, and she's like, well, that's a thing kids do. But she's certainly like, I wonder what was happening that this kid got a leg injury. A kid of mine. So didn't think much of it at the time. But then she's like, I should watch the camera and see what's happening in the classroom. And it turns out, here's from her GoFundMe page. For three hours, the day before, I watched his teacher spank him, hit him in the head, slap him with a book, shove him to the ground, snatch him up by one arm and carry him across the room multiple times, slam him in his seat <gasps> to make him eat lunch alone in time out, pick him up by his ankles and hold him on his neck or head, grab his face so hard his cheeks were touching in his mouth as she was nose to nose with him, among other things. And when she informed the director of the school, they basically uh, dis. They uh, dismissed her concerns. They <gasps> defended the actions and ensured that that teacher would be keeping her job. So then they scheduled a meeting the next day. That's when the mother went to town on this teacher. Whoa. Was this focused on just her kid? Or was this... As far as I know, it's just her kid. What the... F- um, can so, I ask the um, ethnicities of people involved? Uh, all white. All white, okay. As far as I can tell. Um, I should say... She was only able to watch limited footage from one camera when describing these incidents Mm -hmm. of her kid. 
and that stuff, the school would not give her more camera angles to look at oh, for what? some reason. She So part of the lawsuit that she is now filing against the school is like, I want to see everything. Yeah. The school did not release what, obviously they're not going to release the, a woman beating up a kid. Of course. Um, they did release a video of the woman beating up the teacher, the parent sure. beating up the teacher, and like it doesn't look good. Yeah. But also, there's more video out there. Yeah. It's gonna come out. And somebody oh, like took boy. a video on their phone. Like even they <laughs> even they delete it. Like somebody's yeah. got that shit. Somewhere. Uh, she told the mother, uh, Marie Brooks. She told the local news outlet that she quote appreciated the opportunity to see the teacher feel how my two-year-old son felt when two he was years when old. she was standing over him laying helplessly on the ground. A two-year-old? Yeah, and I he's nonverbal, he like, by the way, so he oh, can't even communicate buddy. his feelings well. Oh. By the way, her uh, when I wrote about that a couple of days ago, her fundraiser was at $14,000. Uh-huh. Uh, it is currently at $26,000. Uh, people are on her side. I mean, it's, oh, it's hard not to be... Um, I should say, I'm reading this for the first time. She just posted an update. Um, Saturday evening last week, we were served paperwork for a hearing that said the defendant, her, was granted bond, no special conditions. Is there anything else here? We were able to attain all of our phone records, proving that I have not contacted her, which she wouldn't do. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to look at if there's anything else interesting here. Uh, The story has blown up far beyond anything I ever imagined or intended, and my inbox has been flooded with messages from parents who have been in similar situations. (gasps) I want you all to know that even though I may not respond to every message, I hear you, I see you, and we are all asking for change. Huh. Hmm. I didn't think I would be, like, on the side of the woman going apeshit on a Catholic school teacher, but, like, if if you told me someone was Uh. beating up my kids, like, what do you want from me? That's, I mean, violence is never the violence answer. is never the answer, but, but and we can end it there. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Disturbing. Yikes! Um, here's one for you. Uh, last year, actually, I, I, I'm not going to get the details entirely right on this, but New York State, uh, like many states, has a law where if you've been uh, a victim of sexual assault, you could sue your assailant. Mm-hmm. But what happens if it happened decades ago and now you're older Mm -hmm. and you recognize what had happened? Mm -hmm. Like, remember, people want to sue their like Catholic priest from back in the day. And so some states said, you know what? Because this these stories are just coming out now, we want to make sure victims get justice. We're going to create a window of opportunity that goes beyond the statute of uh, statute of limitations. And so for like a two year window, uh-huh. if you want to file a lawsuit against your attacker, even though it happened decades ago, uh, you can do it. We're going to create a window for you to do exactly that. And in New York, they even extended it for a little bit because of COVID. Oh, um, so really? the window in New York, uh, I believe, closed on August 9th. Mm. So it was interesting because there were a few stories coming out in the week uh, leading up to that saying like the window's closing and there's this flood of lawsuits trying mm-hmm. to make it under the, the wire right mm-hmm. there, which mm-hmm. is like, wow, lots of people are, they're well aware that this is the last chance they can get right. to file these lawsuits. Right. And so one of the women who filed just before the deadline um, was a woman who was suing Grace Baptist Church in uh, Lansingburg, uh, New York, basically saying my former youth pastor, Larry Halleck, sexually abused me. And according to the lawsuit, and I should say, these are allegations. Mm -hmm. This is not a conviction or anything yet. She said uh, Halleck abused the woman on a daily basis before her morning paper routes (gasps) at church events between 2000 and 2002 when she was between 15 and 17. But here's the thing that really set everything over the edge. According to the time, uh, Halleck's wife sent the child several letters acknowledging I guess the child must have complained to a higher up. And the wife said she had informed the leadership of Grace Baptist Church of his involvement. So maybe the wife's on the side here, Uh on the child's side here. But according to the lawsuit, rather than inquire as to why the child was receiving letters from the pastor's wife, the church leadership did nothing. Later, when the abuse came to light, they stated the plaintiff, the child, had, quote, led him on. Fuck you. Grace Baptist Church leadership has stated, because plaintiff didn't cry for help, she was culpable for the abuse perpetrated upon her. So the 15-year-old girl, the church leaders say, led on 
the youth pastor. And then, like, she didn't complain about it at the time. So what do you want from us? Honestly, that I've written a version of that headline for the Friendly Atheist back <laughs> in the day. I've probably written that headline four mm-hmm. different times of, girl was asking for it, yeah. says priest. You know, girl was complicit. Girl was, like... And you would think, like, okay... Uh, maybe this pastor she's talking about is the only problem here. I don't know what else was happening. Here's the problem, right? But if you go to the church's website now and look at their current pastor, who's a different guy who is not involved in the abuse, Mm -hmm. um, that guy's name, John Kalidas, he's mocked me too. He said the only systemic racism in America is the kind against white straight males, unquote. Uh, Last year after the George Floyd murder, he conducted an AR-15 giveaway. Cool. Um, no yeah. notes there. This Considering the- George Floyd was not killed with an AR-15, what the fuck are you talking about, sir? Yeah. Her lawyer, the, the victim's lawyer, said she would like to send a message to the church members. Do not be intimidated by those who twist the Bible for their own agenda. If you or your loved ones were ever harmed by anyone in the church, reach out. Huh. Um, which is unbelievable, yeah, for her to be able to do that. By the way, I should add, since New York extended that window and created that time for people to file lawsuits, uh-huh. um, about 10,000 were filed in that window, which means these are all people, and obviously it's not all the victims, and again, these are only lawsuits, not charges, but like that's how many, there are thousands of people who've been sitting and dealing with that trauma for decades who finally, magically, like got this after fighting for it, got this opportunity to, mm-hmm. like, do something about it, tangible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we'll see how many of those stand up in court and sure. go through the... Th- but unbelievable. Hoofa doofa. That's... Mm. One final story for you, and this is just... Franklin Graham is evil. <laughs> uh, not a new story right just, there. Just an update. A Franklin just Graham an update. evil update. Yeah. Um, Franklin Graham, the evangelist, on Labor Day this week, posted a message on Facebook apropos of nothing. It's just him, like, saying, Happy Labor Day. But he doesn't ever just stop there Uh because he has to find a way to work Jesus into it. Obviously. Which, okay, fine. We know that's his thing. Well, and Jesus was famously a proponent for the five-day work week, so it makes sense (laughs) that he would evoke him on Labor Day. So this is what he said. (laughs) Pro-union Jesus. That's what we call him. (laughs) Today on Labor Day, we celebrate the American worker, dot, dot, dot. It's, It's all that stuff. Then he... Graham goes on to say, today, it is troubling to witness the disregard we see for hard work. Almost every business is trying to hire people but can't find enough. So many people no longer want to work. What has happened in just two short years? 600,000 people died, bud. Yeah, yeah. And then he acknowledges that later. He says, yeah, yes, the coronavirus had a great impact, but... Political mismanagement has dealt a debilitating blow with things such as repeated stimulus payments and giveaway packages that encourage people not to go to work. Basically, he's saying you're lazy and the government should stop giving you food payments and childcare payments. And but no, he's talking specifically about the stimulus payments as if the check for $1,200 that I got in like <laughs> May 2020 is still yeah. is yeah. still keeping me afloat. Yeah, is that why you're not working your $1,200 check one time last Jesus year? Christ. Like, I got a uh, couple few hundred bucks because I have kids. Oh, yeah. And it's like, well, that's nice. That will help. I'm, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I know this is helping other people more than it's helping me, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's not a reason I'm going to quit anything right. I do. Right. It's like, no one's going saying, oh, I got my $1,200 check. Mm-hmm. I'm rich. I never have to work again. That's not the reason. And obviously, I know everyone listening knows this. There are studies that have come out <laughs> saying all those Republican states that said, we don't want the federal uh, benefits. Oh, they gobbled that shit right up, didn't they? <laughs> all those stimulus checks, all the Republican states that are like, nope, we're going to cut them off, even though we could have gotten it mm-hmm. for nothing. Yeah. Um, we want people to go back to work. And it turns out no one's going back to work more so than in other states, because that's not the reason they were out of work. 
Like, we know that's not the thing. Those checks were helping people Mm -hmm. unequivocally, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't preventing them. They're not going back to work, one, because of COVID, two, because they weren't getting paid enough to do the sort of shit they got to do now. And, like, I'm not going back to a shitty job for low pay. Right. So, like, you want me to work for you? Make it worth my while. Otherwise, I will find a better thing to do with my life. Well, and to connect a dot to another story we've done on this very show... Child, I wonder how much that woman was paying that Catholic school to beat the shit out of her two-year-old. Yeah, so, right. like, childcare isn't expensive, and turns out really fucking scary sometimes. So, yeah. like, maybe just just the way that Republicans yell at trees for blooming fruit when they should be yelling at the roots. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't be like, oh, you don't want to go to work because you're lazy or because you have two kids at home and they can't raise themselves and you know i want to be and also i bet being there while your kids are children is pretty fun and cool so you can be a part (laughs) of that whole thing if you want like just their absolute refusal to understand the reasons for people not wanting to go back to work like i don't know people getting assaulted on airplanes or Mm. being screamed at in bars like yeah, y'all are monsters. Of course you nobody wants to go back to and work. Franklin and also Graham, of all people, has access to so many monsters. Like, so the problem isn't that people don't want to work. It's that they don't want to give up their time and body and life to a company that has no respect for what they do. It's not asking much to say, pay me what I'm worth if you want me to come back right. to this place. Do you think Franklin Graham works 40 hours a week at a desk or Franklin on a somewhere? Franklin Graham, who does not, but he has people who write these Facebook posts for right. him where he gets millions of, exchange, uh, millions of followers and exchanges, he does get paid, like, more than three quarters of a million dollars Mm -hmm. by one of his ministries. Mm -hmm. And for what? For spreading right-wing propaganda to conservative Christians. Yeah, I'll take a cheeseburger over that. People like gave him credit because he said we should get vaccinated as if that was like, how could you go against the grain like that by stating the obvious? But at the same time, Franklin Graham has opposed max mandates and, Like, he says get the vaccine, but he doesn't like vaccine mandates, which ultimately leads to the same problem. He wants you to have the choice to kill people. Yes. Yes. He's okay with that because he's pro-life. Honestly, just the contrarian nature of the right is, I, I I simply cannot with them. Like, just everything they do or say is like, how can I make everything that's going on a little bit worse. <laughs> the weird thing is his his ministry, Samaritan Ministries, which is one of the bigger ones in the country. Mm-hmm. Like he of all people should understand the I mean cuz he talks about it all the time, know the importance of charity work and nonprofit work. Yeah. And yet what is he doing? He's perpetuating a system that will lead to more people needing charity. Correct. Like Correct. You're What is this? A plan to keep yourself in business? Oh, he's giving you the disease so he can sell you the cure. Like, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just. I just want. I hate it when any media outlet gives him positive publicity because his ministry is doing something while not acknowledging the overwhelming amount of horrible things that he does. Right. His, remember, his ministry is one of those like, no Jews allowed here. You can't work for us if you're a Jew or gay or Oof. if you like gay people or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, there are rules and restrictions for volunteers right. with his charity because right. they won't discriminate against patients who need their help or people. No. But like, oh, you want to work with us? Uh, sorry. Nope. Not not you. Yeah, you're not the wrong flavor of Christian. Right. Oh, boy, 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 boy. Like, it's that just... should be mentioned in every article about him. Yeah, I mean, just it's like a, re- if you're mentioning a Republican you and you're whatever, meet the press or whatever, right. you have to acknowledge this is someone who doesn't accept democracy, tried to overturn the election results. Yeah. Now let's talk to Lindsey Graham or right, whatever. Right. Yeah. Like, I, why are you not doing that? I mean, sometimes those chirons on, uh, on CNN or whatever do a little heavy lifting for them. Like, you know, Lindsey Graham says he wants this voted against that or whatever. But yeah, no, like I, I do think context is important. Um, but also, like, what it, I think it's really interesting that people are ang- so he is angry, from what I can tell, that businesses are hiring and they're having trouble finding people. Yes. And he's angry. And he at, thinks this is because Americans are lazy. 
and you What's need unemployment Jesus. at right now? Isn't it like really low? Low or I don't know if it's back to pre-pandemic numbers, mm-hmm. but it like the jobs numbers every month keep doing fine. Right. It, COVID is still a problem. Sure. The Delta variant yeah, is still a problem. We're still in a pandemic. If you take care of that, those numbers are going to shoot up. The economy right, exactly. does better if that's a thing you care about. Like, okay, it'll be fine. Franklin Graham is not helping by mocking the reasons people are not working right now. Oh, holy shit. And he's wrong. That's the issue. What happened now? No, no I mean, nothing happened, but oh, okay. uh, unemployment is really low. I mean, people so, want jobs. Yeah. They want to go back. They just want to be compensated fairly, which is not a weird thing to ask. Yeah, the, the according to uh, ncsl.org, currently the national employment rate is 5.4%. Which is really low. And like, I don't know where it, like, you don't, you can't and do not want unemployment to get down to zero. So when you're in the five, I think that's really low. God, I haven't done shit like this in a long time, but I'm I'm sure it's low. So like, what that tells me is they're just, people get vaccinated. People are already working. Well, because so many people left their shitty jobs to find better jobs during the pandemic, because guess what? Those jobs can really suck because people treat you like absolute garbage. They there was a super fun so article su- in the New York Times about all the people working remotely who have two full-time jobs. Because, like, why the hell not? You don't know what I'm doing. Honestly. Can, if I can pull it off, what why a great are you stopping idea. me? Yes. What a great idea. More power to those people. Oh, I love <laughs> that. I don't know how they're going to do taxes, but that's <laughs> their concern and not mine. Yeah, I got two jobs. That's how I make it work. Whatever. Genius. If it's you're genius. good at what you do, make it work. That's absolutely genius. Anyway, we're All done. Right. Yeah. Where um, do we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Jess Bloomke. Also, um, my Etsy shop is up and running again as usual. I know it's September, but the holiday season is going to creep up on you. So if you need uh, gifts... Bitches get stitched done on Etsy. Uh, Hemant, where can we find you? I am uh, at Hemant Meta on Twitter. Okay. Uh, please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast to support mm-hmm. this show. Oh, go to our shop. When we were at the uh, We the have a meetup, shop. We, when we were at the meetup, I saw one of our t-shirts in person for the first time, and it was very exciting. So go to our shop. Check that out. <laughs> our Discord, our Facebook group. Uh, email us at friendlyatheistpodcast at gmail.com. If you have questions or concerns, leave us a review. And is that it? I think that's it. We'll see you next week. All right.